in the name of the Trinity, the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. A very warm welcome to everybody on this, uh, this wonderful day, you know, and it's a wonderful day certainly for me because I'm here with you. And, uh, and it's a real privilege for me to, to be with you all. And, uh, and I look forward, I'm only going to be around for about a month, and I look forward to meeting every, every one of you to, so that I can learn um, a little bit more how to serve God and how to build his kingdom. I've been, I've been told by many people here, and especially Father Matthew, who I remember from uh, uh, the days that we spent nine months at the cathedral in Nashville, and uh, Matthew tells me that I've, I've, I will be truly blessed when I'm working and <laughs> serving in this congregation because I'm going to be blessed out of my socks. <laughs> and I hope, and I just hope that, uh, that I may be of some, some kind of blessing to, to us as well. My wife, unfortunately, couldn't be with me on this particular trip. We, um, we look after 580 so-called AIDS orphans uh, where, we, where we live and work and so on. And we run a church on a Sunday morning and we've got a home and cats and birds to look after and uh, all sorts. But she sends lots of love as well. And uh, maybe next time she can come and I can stay behind and, uh, <laughs> and uh, look after the cats. <laughs> if there are any visitors here with us this morning, a very warm welcome to you as well. And, um, and, and we are all on a journey towards the Lord. Every single one of us is on a journey. And no matter where we are on this particular journey, every one of us as Christian disciples are welcome here at Calvary Summit. And so make yourselves at home with us, your fellow travelers on the way to the Lord. Now, there's an African word. There's an African word called Ubuntu. Ubuntu. Normally the, the, the emphasis is placed on the second part, the middle part of the word. So you have Ubuntu. It's an African word which means that I am a person because of you. I am a person because of you all. And you're a person because of me and others. Ubuntu. And so we are together in this, in this community of, of Christians. And certainly as Christians, we are part of, of, that, of that church. And so I'm a Christian because I'm with you who are Christians, and you're a Christian because you're also with me and other Christians around you. And so, and so if you want to uh, impress people with uh, talking about this oneness of, of being in, in the Lord and oneness together as, as Christians here, you're free to use the word Ubuntu. Okay, use it. It's yours, free of charge. Use it. <laughs> now, we also know that we're in community with the Lord. And, and we, so, we also know that uh, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is also in community with them, with each other, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as the Lord is also in community, obviously, with us. Um, because you remember from our gospel reading, it tells us to go and baptize people in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Well, from preaching the, the, the birthday of the Christian church last Sunday, you remember what happened last Sunday? What, ha what was last Sunday? It was Pentecost, hey, and the coming of the Holy Spirit into the, into the world, and so it's the birthday of the Christian church, and it was a powerful coming of the Holy Spirit of God into the world. And we come today to the, to the more, I suppose, serene commemoration of Trinity, more serene 
yes, but surely more intriguing and also certainly more difficult to understand, if indeed we could ever fully understand the profound doctrine and the nature of the Trinity. Even St. Paul says we see through a glass darkly. Not we, certainly we seek the mind of God, but we can never totally understand the mind of God. And so we see through a glass darkly. Difficult. There's the story of a priest who went into a second grade classroom of, the, of a parish, and um, Sunday school parish. Now, it could have been here at Calvary, I'm not sure. But, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I believe, and, and he asked the children, this priest, who can tell me what the Holy Trinity means? Can you children tell me what the Holy Trinity means? And a little girl put her hand up and said, the blessed Trinity means there are three persons in one God. And the priest, taken aback by her speech impediment, said, would you say that again? I didn't understand what you said. And the little girl answered, you're not supposed to understand. It's a mystery. Now, that may be true, but our understanding, sorry, sorry, our understanding of the mystery should and must mature with the rest of our growth on the journey towards God. And I was, I was walking to, um, to one of our shopping malls the other day. I got out of my car and, and uh, at a busy shopping mall and to walking towards the shopping mall when a woman approached me and, uh, and handed a pamphlet. Now, you know I, know, I don't know what it's like here in Summit or the United States, but uh, uh, when I see women approaching me handing out a pamphlet, I, I always know what it's about, okay? And I quickly realized that she was a Jehovah's Witness. Now, to, to me, Trevor Slade, this is always a wonderful and glorious opportunity to talk about Jesus, the <laughs> Son of God, and the Holy Trinity, and God the Father. You know, you really climb in. And it's, it's amazing how quickly they say, listen, I'm busy, I've got to go. You know? <laughs> we still love them. God loves them, so we love them as well. <laughs> but uh, I have, um, you know, unfortunately, I have that kind of personality that I want to delve a little bit deeper, you see. And, uh, and I remember... Uh, sometimes um, at home, when they come to the door, I said, yes, welcome, come inside. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. Now, that'll never happen, all right? And so they say, oh, uh, okay, we're actually busy now. We've, we've got to go and see their next-door neighbor, you know, because you would always pray in the name of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And um, because the, the JWs, no criticism, you know, obviously, because am I speaking too fast? Do you understand my, my brand of English, my, conf, my accent? Yeah. Should I speak a lot slower? Uh, okay. <laughs> they don't believe in the divinity, as I say. And, um, and they just regard Jesus merely as a spirit being of the highest order, a spirit being of the highest order. The Holy Spirit they regard as, as merely the invisible influence of Jehovah. And therefore the concept of, of a Trinitarian God is absolutely absurd to those people. We, of course, believe in the doctrine and the orthodox teaching of the Trinitarian God that comes down to us over many centuries. For the past 1,700 years, we've known about this, this doctrine of the Trinity and, uh, and, and the reality of the Trinitarian God. One God, three persons, not three gods. We don't serve and worship three gods. One God in three persons. 
And that's radically evident in, in Holy Scripture, all the way through Holy Scripture, written over a period of thousands of years. And so let's just in a moment look at some of the small examples in Scripture of this reality of the Trinity in Scripture. Genesis tells us that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the Spirit of God. And our reading this morning from, from, your, from your Bible, the Bible that you use, uses the word uh, a wind, a wind from God. And the Greek word is a ruach, the wind of God. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And, and, and we know a little bit later that the Word was there as well in this creation process. And so the whole Trinity was in this process of creation. And, and then God went on to say, let us make mankind in our image. Let us make mankind in our image. Why the plural us? And why the words our, us and our? Could the writer of Genesis have known about the royal we? I shouldn't think so. And, <laughs> or should it be words in reference to the Holy Trinity? St. John, the writer of the Gospel, St. John begins in these words. In the beginning, and these are the famous logos, the words, the, the, the logos, remember? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning of the creation of the world. The Logos, the Word, and as we know, in reference to Word, is Jesus the Son of God. John the Baptist himself often spoke of repentance towards God, faith in the coming Messiah, always pointing to the coming Messiah, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Obviously, the Trinity. You'll remember that when the angel Gabriel visited Mary, he said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High, the Father, will overshadow you. The Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Again, a very clear reference to the Holy, to the Holy Trinity spoken by that beautiful archangel Gabriel who lives in the presence of the Father. And we heard in our reading last Sunday, when we commemorated Pentecost, that Jesus told his disciples in the Gospel of St. John, all this I have spoken while still with you, but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things, will teach you all things. And so from this and, and much more from, from Holy Scripture, we know and believe in the Trinitarian God, a God, a Father who loves us, who loves us, otherwise he would never have created us in the first place. The Father loves us totally, utterly. The Son who saves us through his suffering and death and resurrection from the cross, saves us from the consequences of our sin and a Spirit who transforms us, who empowers us living in us. Well, you may ask, so what? What's this, what's this all about? And uh, is there any real significance for us today as Christians when we consider the reality of the Holy Trinity living in our lives? I was uh, recently in the company of two people who said that they were Christians, and, um, uh, and I suppose it was at a, it was at a wedding reception um, that, I'd, that I was doing at, at uh, a reception area, a little chapel out in out in the bush, and um, uh, and 
yeah, one, this, this one young man came to me afterwards and at the reception. I think he may have had a beer or two. And he came to me and said, I don't believe in God. I said, you know something? You are still very, very fortunate. He said, why? I said, because God still believes in you. <laughs> These two people that I'm talking about, they, they believed that they were Christians. And the one firmly believed that, that there was no life after death. Can you imagine that, hey? He said, no, you, you, we, we live our lives, and uh, when we die, that's it. That we come to the end of it, and that's it. But we, but we still need to go through life, um, still caring for people and, uh, and being helpful and, uh, and not harming anybody in any way. The other person I spoke to, I could only accept that Jesus was a very wise teacher. Have you come across people who say that? That Jesus was this wise, wise man who came to, to, on the earth to, to teach us and to, and to lead us into, into, I suppose, a relationship with God. And Jesus was nothing more than this wise teacher. And, her, and there were other things that she said. And her conversation reflected a, a, the new age ideas and concepts. But, um, but that she would categorically say that she was still indeed a devout Christian. Now, you know, dear friends, how many of us also think that, um, know that we're devout Christians? And when you talk to people about reincarnation, they said, yes, I, I believe in reincarnation, you know? And you will say, and you say to them, well, show me in the Bible the word of God that talks about reincarnation. And of course, it, it's not there. It's not in Scripture, you know? And um, uh, I just bounce that off you. Think about it. <laughs> I'm not going to get in, involved, okay? <laughs> and, um, and, 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 and so there's this lots of confusion out there. And I suppose there is also some degree of confusion in, in many people. People are confused because we are wide open to a flurry of new, of new values coming at us from, from a confused world. You know, you watch the History Channel sometimes on, on TV, and, uh, and the History Channel sometimes presents programs that are designed specifically to water down our faith, with the, to sow seeds of doubt in the veracity of biblical truths. Have you watched those programs? There's always a sort of doubting. And, and you know, there were movies about um, that Jesus was married and, uh, uh, and, and, and a whole lot of other things. And, um, and the events taking place in the world around us, as we know, politically as well, often brings us into a state of, of depression and a sense of hopelessness in, 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 in amongst Christians, which is playing really, dear friends, playing into the hands of Satan, who certainly wants us to be people of no hope. Satan doesn't want us to have hope in the Lord. He wants us to have no hope. And the, certainly the drug culture is, is destroying homes as well and families, encouraging criminal activity, vice and corruption, and ultimately, ultimately death. And we seem to be helpless. The world seems to be helpless victims, floundering in the quicksand of ignorance before we are sucked into an oblivion of darkness that threatens our very existence. Now I'm saying, no, 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 no. We don't do that. We don't do that. We cannot allow that to happen to us. We must refocus ourselves on our wonderful God, the Father who loves us unconditionally. As I said earlier, warts and all, warts and all, just as we are. God loves us totally and absolutely. And then God the Son who suffered and died to save us from, from our sins. 
you know, I'm, a, I'm an Anglican priest, and, uh, and um, whenever I went into a new parish, transferred there, it's not, it's not like the United States Church, where uh, clergy are called to that particular congregation. The bishop would phone us one day and say, listen, I want you to go there, you know. So pack your stuff and on your way. And um, you do have a choice. You can say no to the bishop, but you can only say once no. <laughs> and he said, you go there. And, um, and I, one of the first things I would say, and I know the answer, because whenever I get into an Anglican congregation, I say, hands up those who have, of, of us who believe they're going to go, in, go to heaven one day. And you will see maybe one hand going up at the back of the church there. You know, I can't understand that, you know. Because certainly each and every one of us who place our faith and hope and trust in the, in the resurrected Lord Jesus who died for us, for our sins, we're going to be in heaven one day. So if there's anybody here who, who feels that we're not good enough to be in heaven one day, we are. We are. And it's because of what God has done for us. It's not anything that we can do to get ourselves in heaven. Nothing. It's everything that God has done for us. And so, and so we allow that, that Holy Spirit of God to, to guide us and transform us and change us that we in turn then may strive to change the world. And so, we, and so as we live our lives in the power of the, of the Trinitarian God, we have the power to go out there and change the world. That's what we need to be doing as Christian disciples. You remember that from our gospel reading this morning, when, God, when Jesus said to his disciples, go into the world and baptize people in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It means that we've got to go and do likewise. We've got to go and do that. And so our hope, our hope and our faith and our trust and our life and our love is in the triune God who, who holds us, each and every single one of us, who holds us in the palm of his, of his hands, blessing us with those wonderful and abundant gifts of faith, hope, and love. Because we know that God is love, and he loves us absolutely. And I pray that in our deep worship of God, this beautiful, lovely morning, when we come to the altar rail to, to, to faithfully receive all that God is, and, and I pray that, that, that we will receive all who God is. We will know ourselves growing into a relationship, a deepening, positive, powerful relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit as we grow in faith and hope and love. And of course, we know that the greatest of these is love. I wonder if we can just reach out and touch the, the hand of the person sitting next to us. Okay? <laughs> Remember, it's Ubuntu, and we are in commun community oh. with the people around us. And so it's just a touch. And you know, so many people, I, I work in a, in a retirement village as well, and there are so many lonely people in that retirement village. Lonely. And so they relish just a touch just a hand touch, and I always make a, 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 my task in the morning just to hug people and, and just to touch them. And you know, we're going, to, we're going to say the grace together now. Remember the grace? It's a very Trinitarian, and we're sharing the grace of God with each other so that the power of God can flow through us into the lives of the people around us. Let's pray the grace together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit 
be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen.